0: season two of the Run Culture podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced running physiotherapist, coach, and marathoner. This season will involve open discussions with my running colleagues about the key principles behind injury-free running and optimal performance. It will be backed by personal experience, science, and history. I can only hope some of these chats inspire curiosity and expand or confirm perspectives and beliefs amongst the running community. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode by the water by the water Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture podcast It's been a while since the last episode, but glad to be back, and I'm back with none other than an athlete I coach, Pete Dutton. Welcome to the show.
1: Good to be back for another podcast episode.
0: Now, um, a bit's happened since uh, the last time we chatted. In fact, you were the last episode uh, at the end of November. Uh, Talk us through the end of last year, and I think when we left off last chat, you were aiming for a 1500 to finish off the year
1: yeah that's right so the last we spoke about was the 5k champs back in november and we were shifting focus to the 1500 so our whole uh training kind of shift from more sh- from strength to trying to get some top end speed going and and do a 1500 for the first one i've done in i think two or three years
0: yeah so it was a little bit of a mystery of how you're going to go um you'd Def, we definitely, um, as we concluded last episode, you'd worked on your form and strength since the last time you had done 1500s. Um, and, uh, yeah, how did it go, Pete?
1: Yeah, so the training went surprisingly better than I was thinking it was going to. Shift to being more speed focused was definitely going to be interesting. But I don't know all of a sudden I started the quick and went into... Went into uh, the 1500 with uh, some momentum coming off the previous races. So we were we were ready to go.
0: So I think one of the big factors um, on that night, so it was December the 22nd uh, for the second Milers Club meet. And um, there was a bit of argy-bargy between you and another member of the uh, squad, Oli Pratt. Uh, you guys had been talking both of yourselves chances up the week before the race. And I think that really kind of um got you both in a good headspace and you both really had great performances and you're probably both the highlights um for the the squad that night um uh i mean everyone ran really well um but i don't know i I felt like um ollie pratt and yourself really um really uh pushed each other and um got got the best out of yourselves
1: yeah so i was spoke about previously they we feed off each other's energy at the hours so a bit of healthy banter beforehand but like on the start line i was i wanted the run well and i wanted to also give it a crack so we definitely yeah it might have looked like we were talking a bit beforehand but (laughs) I i was also helping him out out there yeah yeah um
0: and uh yeah talk us through the race can you remember it
1: I I can remember it. I mean, fifteen hundreds are hard to remember. Yeah, they're they're so, so quick. Short, but yeah. All I remember was just getting getting out and just sitting on the rail and just just toughing it out. Really, like it, the pace is so hot early. I think the we had paces. that were meant to go through in sixty four, which is four minute pace for those at home. And I think went through in about sixty two and we just had to hang on from there and how did it feel like that that pace you haven't touched
0: that for a long time um so like it was probably a shock to the system
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. the whole it was weird the whole race i was waiting for this big like lactic blow up kind of where you just can't run at all like you struggle to put one leg in front of the other but it never really never really happened so i think I think that just shows where I'm at training-wise that I'm pretty fit and handling the speed a bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously that pace is always going to... It's not going to feel great. You're you going pretty much as hard as you can by yeah. the end of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you definitely... And I think you're just moving better too, like more more efficiently, economically, um, as as well. And you can see that, um, which is making it easier to um, cope with that kind of pace um not fighting the ground as much
1: i feel like i'm holding my form better in the in the later stages of races and that's definitely my body's not fighting against itself like you said yeah to to try and run faster it just it just knows how to do better now
0: yeah um talk us through uh, the listeners through like some of the things that you've noticed um technically um that you've been working on or you feel is different now when you're running those speedier sessions
1: i feel like um i just have more bounce because i'm not i'm not like sinking in my hips and like in the ground as much so i can get a bit more pop off the track and a bit more response yeah and i feel like i'm i'm so much more relaxed upper body and that's made it so much easier yeah because then instead of trying to make everything go faster to run faster it's just trying to pick up that cadence and swing the arms harder yeah so it's it's a lot simpler of a, a process of trying to run fast
0: yep yeah yeah it's it's that's good and i think even like that idea of like trying to relax while you're going fast and everything works better when it's not um forced yeah and sometimes we can try too hard we try so hard we're grimacing all over tensing all over and um you go slower <laughs>
1: yeah, cause yeah i found i used to i used to be really tense and even in my arms i would just tense up when i'll try and run fast and then all that would cause is i wouldn't get as much rotation through my shoulders and my hips to be able to stride out longer everything would just kind of lock up and then my form would just kind of fall apart yeah
0: yeah and i mean this hasn't happened overnight it's just been lots and lots of like just um Uh, different different little things hasn't it like and you know one minute i'm getting you to run with maracas and that um to to feel your arm awareness and the next minute um you're trying something different and and it's just a process over many months years i guess and it's going to keep going like that but um i don't know if we should talk about falls creek or we should skip across to um, the latest 1500 that you've had and then go back to falls creek yeah, um, rec- training camp i reckon i yeah. reckon
1: we go the 1500 yeah. just while I, we're on the. Topic. i think so
0: because it relates and so pretty much um you went to falls creek training camp and we'll talk about that and and everything that went with it and uh then you've come back and you've done another 1500 just just um passing uh, on the 24th um of jan mm-hmm. and you took another second off, um, so you went from your 4.07 uh, in December to a 4.06, um, but I think it was not, wasn't really the time that I was like stoked with when I watched the race, it was just that you looked at, um, like you belonged in the race. And um, you even at the 1,300 metre mark, um, Tim Crosby, the commentator, said something that made me like it's because, like, he said, Oh, Pete Dutton, not normally known for the 1500. And as you were sitting in second and like really um, competitive for the win at that point of the race, that deep into a 1500 race, a race that traditionally, like, you, be, I think it's probably because of your brother being so good at marathons and you're coming off, um, just you just naturally gravitate toward a longer stuff. But to have someone, a non biased, like someone who doesn't know, what you've been working on, notice you late in the race and, and look like you're being competitive. I think that was like a huge, huge um compliment.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, definitely, it's definitely a nice compliment to take away from the race. And yeah. the, just the way I fought, I think, to every second. And yeah. Because like I said, my mindset going forward is kind of times irrelevant, splits are irrelevant. We're just trying to, we're just out there enjoying the fight. Yeah. Competing. Trying to pull myself in positions where I can win races. And times are always going to, like, you're always going to run fast if you're in a position, running well, being competitive. And I think that's just, it's a, it's a simple place for me to be in on a start line.
0: It simplifies it, doesn't it? And uh, it makes it more enjoyable too. Um, sometimes, yeah, it just gets so deep in the rabbit hole of focusing on splits and times. And it, it just takes away essence of the sport um but yeah like the other night i got a a, a message from um one of the boys from the squad's mum and she said um that you you were your run and even your attitude up at falls creek had like really left a big mark on him and he um oh name his name archie like he he, um he was he said something to his mum he's like oh like, because he was explaining the me because he went and watched and he was just like, oh, like everyone did PBs. I wish I could do it because he's injured at the moment. But, and then she's, he's like, oh, I also was so inspired by Pete. Like, he's just so determined. And I think um, he learned that largely from falls, like just watching you as a younger junior runner. Um, yeah, but you could just see that in your race. You never give up. You're such a dogged competitor. Um, and that's one of your strong qualities. And it's inspiring some of the youngsters in the group. So, uh, well done. Yeah. yeah, and
1: at the end of the day, when all this is said and done, times will probably never be remembered. But I just want to remember remembered as that guy that gave it everything, yeah, in every moment, and was hard to beat. And that's, yeah, I think mean, that's where my heads are. And like the process of doing the fifteen
0: hundreds as well, like I know it's not your a a race, and it's probably not what your physiologically. Um, uh wired to do it's not where your plumbing is at like you're more suited to long term being a, a longer distance kind of guy like you know marathon um that's that's where you, that's going to be your bread and butter that's where you're destined to run um but this is all the idea of like you're still a young runner you're still developing you're still developing better movement and that's what the fifteen hundreds fostering and so it's been able to um go this is good for my development. This is how I'm going to take the next step over 5K, 10K, um, just because it's it's forcing you to move better. Um, yeah. Uh, do you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And I feel, I've noticed a lot, like, you look at different groups and the way they think about it as well and, like, how the pros, and no one's just, like, a 5K guy or a 1,500 guy anymore. They're trying, everyone seems to be trying to get more rounded. And I kind of agree with it. It's like, i need the i need the strength of like to be good at the 5k i gotta have the strength and endurance of a 10k guy but i need that speed as a 1500 guy yeah just because racing anything can happen in racing you need all the tools you can to run well yeah there's no one one way of trying to do it
0: and i just like how the speed work just cleans up people's technique like because you can't like if you're running fast, your body just naturally goes, oh, i have to get rid of these inefficiencies. Yeah. So it's just a great way to like sort of also, also like just, all right, so yeah, okay, my, my movement's going well. Um, that, that's why you're doing the speed work. And then, okay, I'm focusing on the 5K. I'll do a few sessions that focus on, yeah, my, my, my 5K and my strength. But that's always been one of your sh- strengths is um, the grit and the love of um, doing those harder sessions. That's why it's been nice to sort of work on this aspect too, because the thought is if we can push this one up a little bit, this little um, aspect of fitness. Then hopefully it brings everything up. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it seems to be working so far.
0: Uh, talk us about Falls Creek. Like, tell us about how that experience went. Uh, you went up there with Jess Dunsmore, and then a couple of the young youngsters from the squad. Um, Ollie um, and Archie went up there um, as well. Uh, yeah, how did that whole experience go?
1: Yeah, so uh, we decided to go to Falls Creek and we're definitely thankful for Mornington Peninsula Athletics for inviting the hours to their uh, their lodge that they had booked out. So, yeah, me and Jess were up there and uh, the younger guys, Archie and Ollie, were there. Um, most of us were there for 12 days a few went up after new year's and were there for for five days but yeah it was uh i think the key point that i put down was it was more than a running camp and i kind of i spoke to ben before i left i'm like if i go, he's he said along the lines of Oh, like, you're going to come back really fit i'm like that's a, that's always going to happen anyway if i'm not working and whatever i'm away but i need to come back just more rounded and just a better person in general Right, we're not going up there just to train
0: and that's like i was like i'm um, so wrapped that that was a huge um uh focus and uh, thing that you noticed that you gained from the trip um because uh when we finished off last podcast um like i think that was some of our like listener questions um was like oh so um you know is it what what else are you doing outside of running and you're sort of like kind of paused and you're a bit quiet and there wasn't much else um so like i i feel like um the ability to just hang out with some mates um and do things like table tennis but then also have that downtime where you just get to have like some great chats and you get to see really know the people that you're hanging around with and um Just um, develop some good bonds and and memories that you're gonna have for a long time. That is like an underspoken part of any running camp. Like a lot of people just immediately gravitate, oh, I'm going to altitude. Um, That's just gonna mean that I come back fitter because I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, training at altitude. But I think you came back, and a lot of the other guys came back, and you guys were just teeming with energy, super excited about your running, and just were really happy. And I think um, uh, just just the experience that you had outside of running was probably the biggest gain because I could actually see that um, at training and you guys were training well because of it. Uh, so what were some of the things that you felt like you really gained from Falls Creek outside of running?
1: Yeah, so there was definitely a lot of time where we were just hanging out and what a self reflection on my part. I think one of the biggest things was I uh, through talking to Jess and some of the others, along the lines of sometimes even Jess says like you don't sometimes you don't turn up the mo- in the most positive mindset, and I will agree with that. Like I think I let like I don't know fears, insecurities, kind of just negative things in outside of running, and sometimes I just turn up not there, and I think. Like, it meant that I wasn't always the best, probably friend to people or teammate. So I definitely think, I definitely looked at that closely, internally. And so I started turning up to every training session, whether it's the best day of my life or things just didn't go right. But coming with positive energy just and trying to lift all the guys up just meant training was just better. Like, the energy was better. So that was definitely the main thing learning to let go of the negativity and i definitely think i left it up the mountain (laughs) and no that yeah
0: yeah, for sure i've noticed i've noticed that um and it's but then don't like like yeah i i I think like with a lot of things like that um there it's always going to come back here and there but then the fact that you've had this fantastic experience where you've seen that um they're like oh okay I can I can control it a bit better all right I've just got to work on it and there's going to be days where it's hard to control um but uh I I think um those little team meetings that you're having with Jess Dunsmore how fantastic um and Billy was involved with them too wasn't he yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so it's probably like we won't really get much sweeps on nights but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, me and Jess tried to just, like if it, it happened. I think just on a just it kind of just happened one night, and we kept just doing it. Just yeah, just reflecting on the day or just talking about just most random things and just yeah. like just talking about stuff in general over yeah. dinner or like these little team meetings we're having on the side and just talking everything over. Yeah, so it definitely it definitely made a difference
0: yeah just the counselor hey yeah sure. <laughs> no how good like just um having those chats uh yeah often um we don't have those chances to if you're spending so long with someone it's like a long run you know two hours out there you eventually probably at the 90 minute mark you're half delirious but you've spent 90 minutes with someone so all the like uh, superficial chats kind of over yeah. so you you're sort of left with like oh okay i guess we're just gonna have to <laughs> go down these these rabbit holes um and uh yeah they're just honest honest chats and that's where a lot of um yeah really good self-reflection can can come from and, and honest chat um you also won the table tennis competition up there which um uh you're quite quite proud of and yeah it's pretty yeah. pretty pretty good achievement
1: <laughs> yeah i'll i'll add on that that, and billy will probably be listening he'll know that uh he had to go home early because he was doing the geelong race so uh chances are if he was out there I'd, i might not have uh might not have won but yeah we we got the win we uh we had a bit of fun playing table tennis for uh the last probably week and so much so that it's
0: fueled you to buy a table tennis table since you've come back and then you had ev- everyone over on a Saturday night, um, uh, which you hadn't done before that. So, like, um, yeah, how was that?
1: Yeah, it, it's something I've definitely, like, trying to do more fun stuff like that. I yep. think in the past I've been a bit more closed off than yeah I really had to be. Yeah. With certain, like, people and just... Just yeah. in general. Yeah. So yeah, we're trying to just I don't know, just do stuff more on a whim and just like do things I wanna do and not really think about it.
0: So good, yeah. Um uh New Year's resolutions, you ha- had a few. Uh um what what did what New Year's resolution did you, you come up with, Jess?
1: Yeah, so uh with some of the like through the th- chats I had with Jess and that kind of come up with a few and i think one of the main ones was uh to try and meet new people and be open to all opportunities that are presented i think in the past i've been more i haven't been as willing to take on new things or opportunities or meet new people just like through one reason or another so i think because you never really know where opportunities are going to lead until you just in the stick of it and just see what kind of happened. it's good like um,
0: i love that like that's i um that's where the learning happens where you're open-minded you try new things you're open to failing or making mistakes but it doesn't matter because you're like well that now i know that i like that or i don't like that or or maybe i can change it because yeah so like that open-mindedness um i remember you sort of saying off the mountain when i when we first had a run you're sort of like I'm going to read more um, and I I'm, and I'm, and I'm just feel a bit more open to trying new things and doing new things. And, um, you know, that's going to include probably a, a, an overseas trip this year, hopefully, yeah. uh, something like that. So um, uh, have you started reading anything yet?
1: No, not uh, as yet, but give it time. It, yeah. it will happen.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is you, you cooked a little bit up
1: there and you had to cook for like quite a lot of people um how'd that go yeah so uh yeah so part of the falls creek experience is when everyone's up there so we were staying with probably 20 25 people everyone was um everyone had to cook like a lunch for everyone and like a dinner at some point so it was just it was just easy to manage so everyone wasn't trying to like cook their own stuff and it would have all got a bit hectic so yeah we uh started getting back in the kitchen and i think that's where it kind of sparked It just doing things that i that i find enjoyable and i like just random things so yeah cooking's one of those things I, yep. I like doing i just haven't done it for a while so it was nice to get back in the kitchen and yeah and start cooking again
0: it's good like i think that's um when i heard that like it's just like yeah what a great experience like it made you do something also to prepare for that amount of people. You don't have to do that, that very often. So it's like sometimes a bit nerve wracking or like, oh, but then obviously your food was re- received quite well. And um, so, and it's an enjoyable experience, isn't it? Like cooking for people. And then, I don't know, like there's something like um, really wholesome about that. And um, uh, I really like that. I, I think it's another positive to come out of the the situation. Falls- Creek training camp. Which, if you said it from on face value before you went on the camp, I don't think you would have thought about that. Um, So that's why it's so good to just yeah do stuff like this. Um, So yeah, I feel like you have just come back um, in a really good headspace, and and I think some of the experiences that you got from that camp, like you'll always remember. Um, And it's not just that. Like I had some comments from some of the adults that were up there and um they were really nice to receive as a coach um because they're like oh your your squad um, and ours, like they're such lovely um like um young men (laughs) and um and i think uh like that's that's fantastic that um uh people uh thought of you like that so it means that you like um yeah we're really uh, embracing the opportunity i think and people saw that uh the other thing is like there was a couple of juniors up there um like archie and ollie how'd you go with like trying to teach them the ropes and um keep them um yeah uh or just how'd you go with trying to be a leader
1: yeah and it comes back to self-reflection again like there was there was a moment where i was with everyone i'm like there's I've just realised how many young, like impressionable young athletes there are around us. And it made me think, like, I've got to be more of a leader for these people. Like, because occasionally, sometimes I'll say stuff and I won't really think about it. And it made me really think I've got to kind of be a bit more careful around these kids because they'll take things as just place value. So I'm like, I'm going to i like, take ollie archie and even charlie i was giving advice to under my wing and and i thought i only got to this point in my running because people looked out for me and people were in my corner showing me the the path to how to do it and i thought these these kids are going to be the success when i retire these are going to be the ones that are next so i gotta i gotta help them out where i can yep yeah. So I decided to be more of a leader towards those guys. Uh, talking about
0: that, um, when you went up there, um, you didn't really know where you were supposed to train, what times and, and who else was going to be up there. How many others were up there and how did you find out where to train? Because um, I think there's an example of uh, another high-level runner, you know, probably like um, looking out for other people in the running community and and sometimes like... Just shows how close-knit, like, the distance running community is and um, how everyone, a lot of the time, is looking out for each other and um, there's a lot of um, well-meaning people in the running community.
1: Yeah, so the first week, it was only only me, Jess, and Archie, Charlie, and I think a couple more people that were staying with us. So we're a bit lost because Jess has only run up there, I think. That was his second time being up there i'd never been out there so we we're a bit lost on where to run where groups are meeting and i, I saw that Liam Adams was up there like, oh, i'll send him a message we'll see like what he, what he responds if, if he responds i know how busy he's up there and yeah he was nice enough to send through like a whole a whole pretty much breakdown of how falls creek works and spots to run he sent me like strava loops and so yeah it was so good for him to Respond and help us out, and I mean he's one of the genuinely good people in the running community that's always always helping people out. So we appreciate his help for sure.
0: I think yeah, there's a lot of
1: runners like that, and I think um
0: sometimes like, I mean it shows just a, what a small act can do to like an up and coming runner. Like I remember being 16 and and sort of that age and going up to Falls Creek and just looking up to. All these uh, runners that I looked up to but then just being able to sit in the aqueduct and talk to them and then them having like um even just chatting to me for a little bit like that made my world like I'd remember that for the next year (laughs) and then I'd go up again so like um uh yeah just knowing that a lot of people are are very approachable in the running community and um just having the um confidence to, to reach out and um you know try trying to talk to whoever you find inspiring or or you feel like um uh you want to learn from like it's really important to just um have the confidence to try and um i'm sure you'll um be well received and uh yeah j- just an example of of um yeah um someone helping another person um just like you' you were inspiring um archie Nolly. um but yeah, there's only like about 40 up there or something. Like it, it was pretty heavily uh, affected maybe by the landslide um, this year, Falls Creek.
1: Yeah, oh. so it's probably the quietest, because I haven't been up for a few years, but yeah, it's yeah. been, it seemed pretty quiet. There was probably a few groups of like 10 or 20 that turned up like after New Year's, but yeah, the first week it was kind of small little groups. and But yeah, nothing like we've seen before. No, like 300 people yeah. on the trails doing quarters or yeah anything like that how did you actually find the training up there so it's a
0: a mile high um above sea level um how did the training go
1: yeah the training was definitely interesting i was definitely careful especially during the workouts to keep it under control because i felt like you go a little bit too fast or too hard and it just hits you all at once and it just becomes so difficult and I mean, breathing was such a struggle, I felt. And But yeah, like coming from sea level, I've never really gone that high before. So it was definitely always going to be a shock. But uh, I felt like I got a lot of benefit out of it. I, I trained as hard as I thought I needed to without completely like burying myself up there. Because it's so easy to do. People go up there, stay there for two, three weeks, and then they come back worse off than they went. It's a very, very fine line when you when you go on that high.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, remember we had the chat, and it was a really mature chat before you left. You're like, oh, so, like, we knew you were in a good spot, and we knew you were ready to, like, you, you weren't working, and you'd, you'd have the time, and we knew you are ready to, like, try something a little bit different, like, just to, to try to um, seek just a little bit more adaptation before your next 5K in February, and you were like, oh, so do I push intensity or do I just add a little bit more volume? And we went volume because like, when you're training at altitude, every run is hard. <laughs> Walking up the staircase is hard. So just by adding like a little bit more um, running on the Monday and Friday, I think that was a, a great move. Um, and you also were careful um, with your first session when you went up there, we kept it pretty light. And also you, you made sure that um, You dropped a session that everyone else did um, uh, and and made it a bit lighter again. So I think it was really mature training. A lot of people, when they go, oh, I'm going to a running camp, just really get um, all in and the more the better, and they just get really caught up in it. And so it was a a really um, mature approach um, to the training camp, which is, yeah, showing showing that you're 25 <laughs> um yeah. and uh like that, it's, yeah you're not not uh yeah so uh, and it was good good for um the younger runners to see how you approached it too um when you came back the we um had a bit of fun and we we entered you and damien into two bays the 28k and you would never done that before um what was the focus and why did you do that um when it was such a different event compared to the 1500
1: and the 5k yeah so we definitely arm and art about this event for a while because i think the good thing about how i race it makes it like i know it's a good thing but then if we go into an event where we shouldn't race it's very hard to turn that off and be like we won't push too hard so i think two bays is definitely a risk but I just wanted to see because it was the week after I come back from altitude. I just wanted to see how going into an event a week on, back off the mountain and just see how that kind of felt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a risk. Yeah, I mean, it was it was,
0: but then I mean, I can't remember how many times I told you it's not a race, it's not a race, and
1: at least twenty, at <laughs>
0: least twenty, and and I kind of needed to because. Um, Damien was trying to hold you back out there, too. And and I, I, and I you did hold back. And you ran a 4.06 just the other day. So you you um, have coped fine. And you you ran a really good quarter session um, four days after that race, too. So um, you treated it really well. You went hard the last four or so K. But that was just the last four or five K-ish. Uh, um, uh, so uh, there was a lot more potential there and i think there's um that's that's an event that you could could do really well in in the future um and it was it was more to just enjoy a different kind of event and to to know that in track season it feels all very serious where you're like oh i'm doing this track event and it's around the track and everyone's watching you and it's kind of like a fishbowl sometimes just nice to like do something where it's a bit more that vibe of the event is a bit more chilled and relaxed and you've got some amazing place that you're running through like up arthur's seat with that view and then through greens bush like through those trails like and through through the scrub there and um yeah beautiful spot finishing at cape shank lighthouse what a run um you two both look like you enjoyed it and um we had a fair few guys from the squad watch you finish and come in at the end there at the lighthouse
1: yeah it was a it was a fun event i mean damien the idea was just to do it at our normal long run pace and just just run together have fun like joke around out there and not really take it too serious even though there was moments where a few (laughs) little things crept back in like we're still kind of competitive but there's other people (laughs) running around me and damien just had to give me the sort of remember remember why we're out here kind of (laughs) i thought it was going to be the opposite to be honest i thought you were going to be
0: the 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 calm head out there and um you're going to have to be holding his singlet but no it's interesting (laughs) it was
1: it was a weird it was a weird moment because like i love the trails but in that instant i wasn't thinking that i couldn't do it or my body couldn't handle it it was like all of that had finally left my mind and it's like i can handle this i can smash myself on the trails and my body's gonna be fine yeah and i think that was part of it and i don't know i just felt good out there you like, finished
0: really well like you you, you looked uh, one of the strongest across the line and full of running um and Damien looked like he finished strongly too. Um, so it was, yeah, you treated it like it was and you got got something fun out of it. Like, just great vibe to be amongst others that are just loving running and um, and you're just out there all just sort of running through this beautiful spot. That was the point of it. Um, yeah, and, and to, to cherish everything else that goes with running, uh, it's not all about performance. Like, to cherish that running, you know, keeps you healthy it makes you laugh a little bit um you run through these amazing spots that um yeah you're running through nature it's getting you outside um and you're socializing with you know other like-minded people um yeah so yeah i'm i'm wrapped with where, where you're at pete um uh i guess w- what's next
1: yeah so the next next uh event on the horizons, we're doing the box hill burn Uh, it was like Feb 2nd, so about a week away. It's
0: probably why you've been doing all these 1500s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think, I the 5k I didn't, back in November, where I ran 1522, I felt like I was in good shape fitness-wise, but I think I was just lacking, lacking that speed. When, when the race started to heat up, I, I didn't feel confident being able to go much quicker than I was already going. Which is a hard way when they kick down and you gotta try and go with it. So I think focusing on the speed will be good for that. And just means I'll have a little hopefully have a little bit extra left the last couple of laps and definitely see what we can do. Yeah,
0: I mean like that um that five K was your second track race for a number of years. Um so now you've got a few more to boot since then and a lot more training at that kind of intensity, um you know a few more months uh where we've been able to squeeze a few more 300 reps in 400 reps in um and some yeah like s- some sort of uh more more work in in spikes um and on the track where it'd been a number of years since you'd um been able to do that so uh yeah i'm really excited for this 5k um and uh, whatever happens happens but i think you're in a good spot for it so you should go into a confident um, and just enjoy it and uh, you know it's not not all the time where you've got a bit of a purple patch in your running career and so should be uh, they're some of the most enjoyable moments in, in, in running when you know that you're fit um, and you're timing it pretty well and it's only in nine or eight days time
1: uh, seven at Seven a
0: uh, week next week yeah so next Thursday yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so I think all the combination of things we've done has kind of led to this and I think I've come back with the falls creek with the extra strength the speed i think i've come back and i've definitely really set the tone not just in training but how i want to race this season you're going to put a goal out there for the 5k or you're just going to run it i don't know at this point i haven't set a goal in any event i've done yeah because like i said times and splits are irrelevant because whatever the guys ahead of me want to run and then we can all battle it out to the finish
0: i think that's a great approach um it's been working and uh yeah. It, um, and it it makes it enjoyable because then it simplifies it, like we said. Um, what are the other plans for twenty twenty three? Have you had a thought of it? I uh, think of it, and uh, yeah. What else have you been thinking about for twenty twenty three? What do you want uh, twenty twenty three to look like?
1: Well, I've I tried not to think to be honest. <laughs> yeah. right like, I think one thing we didn't mention about Falls Creek it was I was trying to work out because we spoke before about me overthinking a lot of things and i think for the first time i'm not doing that mm-hmm. so i think i've identified most of my overthinking comes from thinking about too much at once like different things and try and jam them all together and try and figure them out and thinking too far ahead i think the combination of both those things it kind of makes me overthink more yeah so i'm just honestly taking it weeks at a time to the next race and not really and even even in life not just when things just happen how they happen not care a lot less about it if that makes sense it makes sense do you
0: think at falls creek was it the combination of the chats that you had with jess but was it also just the fun that you had like the socialization the um, table tennis the the chats the i don't know the experience like i think
1: i think i started to unlock it when i like just sitting in the aqueduct to be honest yeah because it was more thinking it's like i think so far ahead but (laughs) right now it's like all i have is this moment yeah it's like sitting in the aqueduct looking at the mountains there's no like Present no fears or anything because yep. it's like we're right here Yeah. Like i don't need to think about two weeks or th- yeah. three weeks down the track it's like we're thinking about right now yeah and we're having fun yeah and nothing else matters
0: that's actually uh links quite nicely with what you said your goals were for the race is like if you just enjoy the moment and you make sure that uh like you you're um immersed in the moment and and um just uh Doing what seems logical and, and, and you're following your passion and, and uh, what you enjoy, uh, what, what, what seems challenging and, and um, the right course of action in that moment, and, and just even just soaking, soaking it up, I think it almost takes care of itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like our biggest downfall as humans is we seem to be what's next. There has to be something next. And I think we don't truly appreciate what we have now and in that current moment yeah so i think i'm trying to think about less about what's next and more about what i can control now what am i doing now and just doing it like that i don't know how much this
0: links but there's this thing that these these two words that uh phrases that i've been like right into it's knowledge knowledge of and then knowledge in um and i think in this day and age with all the information out there on the internet and the ability to just uh, search things at the top of a, a computer screen or phone. Uh, there's just this excess of information. And there's so many people just like pumping out information so much so that I, there's a lot of people that are putting information out there that they're putting it out so fast that I don't think they've actually had much, uh, like um, they haven't been immersed in it. So that's knowledge of, whereas knowledge in is like just getting immersed in it and learning from experience and um, and you get confidence from just immersing in it. If you just keep thinking about it uh, or worrying about it or stressing about it, how are you actually like going to get better? You kind of need to get in the ugly zone and mess up, muck up, uh, sometimes get things right and then learn from it because that's how you can grow Um, And that's how you can reflect and go, oh, okay, you know, this went well, but then I could improve on this. And that's how you sort of can work out what you do next from a training point of view, but even just from a a growth point of view, um, life-wise. I really like the idea of like sometimes you just have to learn by practice and getting in in there Um, and uh, not being scared of um, worrying about, oh, no, I've got to do this this and this to control you know the next three weeks and sometimes i think there's so much um, perfectionism out there um at the moment um where you know people are afraid to make a mistake but that's life and that's actually how you actually um get through life is by making those mistakes and just immersing yourself in the present moment um, so i don't know how much that relates but um it's a nice little
1: Tangent. I I like (laughs) the tangent.
0: (laughs) Now, um, you've got some listener questions, and I think, uh, was
1: there anything else we wanted to cover before then? No, I think that pretty much covers all my plans for 2023 until they develop and I know where they're heading.
0: All right, so Damien, a member of the squad, Damien Clark, asked you, Pete, what's more difficult, two bays or a 1,500?
1: uh i i reckon the 1500 (laughs) why just because the 1500 is a different kind of hurt where it's just so intense but it's for only like four minutes yeah so it's just an intense four minutes where i felt like two bays because the course is so long there's different moments that feel hard but then other moments out there that feel Better and comfortable so it's more of a roller coaster which i think suits me yeah better. i love the grind the grind you're of, a gritty runner of it just is this is going to be hard but there's going to be sections where it's going to be a lot harder than others i totally sympathize and
0: i think that when when you answer a question like that it it probably also um uh, um gives us a, a hint to the way that you're your wired and, and your plumbing so like obviously it suits your like gritty personality but it also two bays and it also suits your inclination to be sort of more a slow twitch um endurance animal um <laughs> and and love the grind and love the battle out there um and the 1500 we're doing it to make you move better uh and i'm exactly the same that sharp pain of a 1500 is intense and i i actually like find it more difficult than a marathon a marathon is hard but just in a way it kind of like i actually like it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um I, I much prefer to sit with that dull ache of a marathon rather than that sharp intense uh lactic feeling of a
1: 1500
0: yeah uh will we ever see pete line up for an 800
1: meter <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'd never say never Dude, <laughs> i mean i'll race anything if i have to i'm um, i'm okay with racing probably not much shorter than that because then i'd have to go into blocks and that's, <laughs> like, that's a skill i'm not ready for <laughs> i'd
0: like to see you come out of some blocks now uh,
1: uh i mean an 800
0: would be very interesting I'd, I'd even just like to see what you could do over an 800 um uh yeah um
1: Maybe maybe later in the season.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it'd have to fit with your goals. I think the 1500 hundred's achieving what we're we're after at the moment. I mainly
1: and, just don't want to do the training for the 800 because I know that I know that's just More of that be, sharp pain. I know it's just going to be horrible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Lactic. <laughs> um, okay, barbecue or tomato sauce in burgers?
1: Uh, I'm going to say tomato. Yeah. Which I know is going to get me... <laughs> Flamed online
0: oh, I, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going um,
1: dead I horse feel, as well I, I feel like he's asked that question Knowing there's a right or wrong answer
0: No I don't think there's a right or wrong answer Everyone can answer it differently <laughs> um, I'm Tomato as well And why is that question relevant? I think it's because you made burgers the other night Wasn't it? Yeah it was yeah. <laughs> Paris 2024 Will we see you on the track Or behind the ping pong table? <laughs>
1: What a question! Um, uh, how many years do I got? What? Oh, that's only next year. Uh, I'd like it on the track, just because I mean I have put more effort into running, but to deviate from the question, you'll probably see me over the marathon <laughs> if I'm allowed to debut. <laughs> if I yeah. could, if I could get the standard in something it, i'd rather it be the marathon than the <laughs> track, to be honest
0: um okay so then next uh we've got some questions from bevan falls highlight uh what was your falls highlight any new people you met and that have changed your perspective or how you view running at all
1: i i feel like the highlight was just i feel like going away and being able to come back happier than I left and just I don't know sort some things out that I needed to moving forward as, a, as vague as that answer is no no
0: no um I don't know this was another one of my wacky tangents but like uh I really like following Stu McMillan a coach from Altus and he talks about systems um and uh the idea of um running everyone's runners running why is different for you like being happier coming back happier off the mountain than when you left your running's improved that was your running training camp uh uh that's what made you has made you better so coming back happier and more content and fulfilled uh has made you a better runner that has edged your system and so, obviously, like, if we're trying to get your performance better, something, like, just by working on happiness, like, is helping your performance. Whereas if you're a really reductionist and linear, you think, oh, no, nah, I just have to do quarters harder, and that'll make my performance better. But if you don't actually, like, work on the, the happiness, then the whole system's not going to, like, head in that direction of better performance. So it's, it's, it's ha- everything is interlinked. Everything in, like, running. And uh, I think um uh yeah i i I love that that's what you got from the running camp um and uh i think that's a really good message uh for new runners to hear um i think there's just a overemphasis on oh what training did you do and and we're all just so focused on on the numbers or the 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 reps and sets of the session but to know that like that can be such a huge part and it sounds basic when you talk about it like this but and it's almost like people think it's so common sense that they just just gloss over it and go yeah yeah now nah, what training did you do
1: i think <laughs> i think it's easy to see from the people that train with me hmm. because they saw how i approached training before and the yep. tone that i've set for the start of this year when it comes to turning up to training yep. and the work i'm prepared to do yeah and i think that all just stems from coming back with a clearer mindset queer head and just being happier overall and and like even like because you know
0: mindset goes out of whack too like you know stuff happens and then suddenly you feel like you're in old bad habits you're going to remember this experience and go what did i do to get myself back into a good mindset so then um, you'll be able to recreate you know situations where there might be a future falls trip creek camp or something like it or some some of the thing aspects that you really embrace from the training camp uh down the track uh next question uh is there anything different you've been doing recently relaxing more pre-race uh a few days out from the races um yeah is there anything different you've been doing recently since the falls creek uh
1: training um, probably not not thinking about the race as much i think i've there's a more relaxed just approach to it. I'm not really thinking about the race and not looking at like start lists or timetables until like the day of the race, I think because I, I said even to Bevan at one point, I was like, do you know what time I'm racing? Cause I, I haven't checked. Like, and this was, this was like six hours before I'm actually meant to race. And uh, that's I think so that, unnew. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know when my race is.
0: That's good. I like it. I like this, uh, this, uh, yeah a bit more sort of chilled out approach <laughs> now I've actually um, uh, desperately sort of gone to the reflection cards um, again and because um, that's all the questions that we've got and we'll just finish off with uh, a couple from my reflection cards and I've picked that there's themes in these reflection cards and uh, I've picked the adventure one because I think that's what this year has to be for you a year of trying different things uh, what is one fear you would like to conquer?
1: My fear of failing. Yeah. Because yep. I think that holds me back more than anything. I yep. think the fear of like, the repercussions of trying something and then it not working out. Yep. I think. Which I feel like I'm starting to get better at. Yeah. Like I'm not thinking about consequences, I'm just doing it. Yeah. Like if it works out, that's great. If it doesn't, then try something else.
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I reckon, uh, like, and that, that, like, uh, links so well to everything that we've discussed already on the podcast, um, yeah, like, you just have to try stuff and realise that it's normal to fail, um, like, it is normal, and it's, it's just sometimes we can be our own worst critic and think that the world depends on this, <laughs> um, or, you know, the whole, whole world's gonna end if we fail, and it's just so out of whack, like, we're, um, just, um... Totally lost perspective on it, (laughs) like it's just this little thing. But we've built it up in our head, so it's so big, and we just emotionally actually feel these real uh, funny emotions about it. Um, But then just taking that step back, zooming out rather than being stuck in that zoom in sort of lens, zooming out and going in the grand scheme of life, like it's just this and this. Geez, come on! It's just like someone said to it to me really well the other day. He's a basketballer who I treat. He's six foot eight. And um, he's, he's gone really well with his basketball, but he said he really likes his coach because his coach, his his coach is, um, yeah, just really, really good at um, uh, getting him to go, look, Tom, it's just throwing a basketball through a hoop. Like, because he's doing it at a high level and sometimes it, he gets really, you know, like it, he's put so much into it, you can get really... Um, uh, down in the dumps if it's not working or you get really nervous or anxious about it all. But at the end of the day, it's just basketball. <laughs> and it's just like running. It's just putting one foot in front of the other. And, and there's so much more to life. This is one aspect of life. And if it doesn't happen, next time you've got another chance. Um, so love that one. And that same concept um, goes with everything else in life. <laughs> um, what, what are two things still on your bucket list?
1: Um, two things. I want to climb all the mountains in like some of the big mountains in the world. I think. Yeah, and I think that would, that ties into the second one of traveling the world.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think you're ready for that, and I think that's trying new things, getting out of your comfort zone, uh, facing up to some fears that you might have, um, but just realizing that. You also, by doing that, you realise that the fears were unjust and unwarranted. um, And you learn a lot about yourself by doing that. Pete, that's it. That's everything. Um, That's a really good podcast. I think a lot of people will get a lot out of it. You're very honest, like usual. Your usual authentic self.
1: Yeah, I try try my best on the podcast to give an authentic experience of where I'm at, what I'm thinking and where I'm going.
0: No, I really enjoy doing these ones because... um, yeah, you're good at it and you, you just say it how it is and uh and i think because of that um i mean the last couple like you've had some really positive positives but that that one that we did you know several epi- episodes ago when you were out injured that was pretty like you know you were pretty down you know uh and it's good to hear that as well so
1: yeah so yeah this is the third one we've done and i think it just shows that the journey it might it's not a short journey it's always it's always going to be a roller coaster but doesn't matter what end if you're at the good end or the bad end like i've seen both of it and you can just ride the roller coaster and make it out the other side
0: and just to normalize that as well it running is a roller coaster because it's a repetitive sport and we're always like you know running that tightrope between bettering ourselves and getting injured because that is how you actually get better it's and you only know you're sort of Adaptation line like by trying new things and uh, As a, con- a constant learning experience, so uh, Yeah, I think normalizing the roller coaster of the running uh, Experience is really important a lot of people get down when they're out and injured I can understand that but you give it a couple of days and and then um, Yeah, just know that that's that's part of it that what's the silver lining of all you of what you've learned? What have you learned reflect on it? And then um, use that to sort of, um, yeah, uh, better yourself. What can you focus on now while you're down and out? Um, what are some things that might make you a better athlete? Or or what do you need to get away from the sport and um, do something that really sort of lights you up and makes you happy? And, and so then you can come back to it in a really good headspace. Uh, fantastic. That's enough gibbering from me. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for the chat, Pete. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.